Welcome back to another episode of Sorry About Your Feelings. This week, the boys and I are probably going to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) So this, we're going to try and give you guys an example of how friends who disagree on things can still have a conversation with each other. It's true. And still be friends two weeks later after the cooling down period. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it before. I have faith in us. Yes. Uh, so a lot of this is going to be a lot of opinion um, and kind of, you know, what we, we we know to going around. Like there's probably going to be plenty of stuff that we're not going to bring up. Right. Um, but uh, to begin this episode, I have a question for the two of you guys. Uh, the first question, I'm going to go with uh, with Bizzle. I'm going to hit you up first. Bizzle, oh, do you God. think America is the greatest country on the planet? Hell yeah, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Ice Queen is already like rolling your eyes over here. I do not. I think it has the potential to be, but I do not. Okay. So your your stance currently is that America is not the greatest country on the planet. Okay. Um, What do you think of the... This is going to go to you, uh, Ice Queen. What do you think of the current state of America? Like how we're sitting right now. Yeah. How do you... Uh, Okay. Let me... We're fucked. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. How do you think America is viewed currently uh, to the to the outside world? Uh, in regards to different Anything. things, I think it's viewed very differently. Um, like f- I think uh, it, examples, maybe. Yeah. So i I think that as a whole, a lot of countries, like for instance, with the COVID pandemic, think that we're idiots and that we haven't handled it very well. I think some people probably don't feel that way, but I know a lot of countries because our lockdowns haven't been as severe as theirs think that we're not handling it very well. Um, Politically, I think that we've been a joke for a lot of years to most other countries. Okay. Um, Military wise, I think it can go a lot of different directions. It depends on the week and the where and what countries you'd ask. You know what I mean? Like some people think we help a lot of other places and some people think we don't. Okay, a follow-up question before I go over to Bizzle. If you were an ally of America right now, would you trust America? In regards to what? Military. Um, I think that actually a lot of our ally countries think we made the right decision. But... Okay. So, yeah, I think they would. All right, Bizzle. Yes. What is your opinion on said questions? Uh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> so the first question is, or the, the second question would be, what do you think of the current state of America? Uh, at home? I remember this one had like a few. This was a multi-parter. Yeah. Well, I, I put in stipulations of what I thought. Yeah. Okay. What, do, what do you think of the current state of America? Like, uh, like as far as economically, politically... Uh, all those different facets. Facets. I think in many ways we are clearly divided uh, on many, many different aspects. I think economically we are going into massive inflation and down the shitter. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with some choices from political leaders. And uh, I mean, 
yeah, there's a lot to that one. Uh, As far as politically, I think a lot of places as well as a lot of citizens here don't really trust the uh, political system nor the Mm -hmm. leaders that are in power right now. Uh, And that stems from both votes and all the way up through, you know, just actions. Uh, I know a lot of our allies, to go into the next question, actually aren't. (laughs) They don't have faith in us. I know uh, the prime minister of the UK, prime, you know, of Britain, basically, uh, said that they won't back President Biden in any uh, military affairs. Like, they just won't do it. Uh, Germany's fucking pissed at us right now because they lost soldiers in Afghanistan and basically we were just like, deuces, we're out. Um, a lot of a lot of our allies, which they, they actually came over to Afghanistan early on. Uh, they basically took, you know, uh, Bush's like, hey, call for, you know, action. And they were like, we're there. And they were there. And then they held off on going to Iraq. Uh, because they were waiting to like actually see what was going on, but uh, they're if pissed. there were weapons of mass destruction or not. Yeah, basically they were trying to get more intelligence before following into Iraq. But with that said, they were fucking they're they're livid right now at the U.S. for our mishandling of the current Afghanistan situation. So, but overall, right. I think. I think that we're a country divided that needs work, obviously. Uh, I think in some some weeks, it feels like we're on the, the climate and the pressure of a potential civil war with just bullshit going on. And there's a lot, you know, here at home from different groups. But at the same time, I'm also worried about, you know, then there are other weeks where it seems like everyone's kind of going towards the same direction of coming back together uh and then globally i think whether or not we want to admit it i think there's a lot of financial ties to potential enemies going on in my opinion uh that you know i i think is kind of putting us in a shit shit spot where the future is really at risk in my opinion okay um i'm gonna bounce back to ice queen on this one Name three things that you think America could be could be doing better right now. Just three. Just three. Um, the three. <clears throat> the three highest priorities that you think that America needs to work on. I think that one of the biggest things that we as a country need to do is quit trying to fix every other country and maybe work on our fucking own a little bit before we extend ourselves out a little too far in a lot of other places. Because I think a lot of where we are right now is because we've been doing that too long. Um, I think that we need to come together more as a country and really work also on the division that has happened and gotten so much worse in the political climate, especially. But it's gotten in the last probably decade to the point where now it's just constant bickering and fighting and it causes so much more problems because it becomes just fighting to fight each other left or right. You know, what is, what is your thoughts? What is your opinion? So finding a way to bring us back a little more focused on what's best for the country, not necessarily for a party per se, or looking at it so dividedly. 
Um, okay. And I mean, I think economically we need to figure some fucking shit out because we're, like you said, going into inflation and all these different things and we're struggling. We've had people at home not working, using too much money from the government, not enough things getting sorted out with it. We need to find a, a way to help that situation. Okay. Bizzle, three things you think America could be doing better. Uh, okay. Three things America could be doing better. Uh, I think the border and immigration reform in general, Not I'm not just saying like throwing up a wall and saying deuces, but actually the border crisis, we're having a large influx of illegal immigration that as we just, you know, we're obviously our financials are in, are in some sh- shit and uh, that's just tax dollars going out to people that never put anything in, unfortunately. So uh, I think our Southern border, our borders in general, but especially our Southern border where we're having some major issues is somewhere that we need to be looking at as well as immigration reform on that. I think the system is way too fucking complex and costs money. And, you know, it really is in some ways can be, you know, seen as impossible to get in, which I understand why people would want to try to break the law. Um, So that's one thing, kind of a combo, but we'll go with one. Uh, Two, I think I agree with uh, working on things at home and stop trying to uh, world police as much. But at the same time, I understand the necessity to have uh, kind of positions of power throughout the world and the ability to, you know, at the ready, help allies and kind of provide, uh, you know, a safe, safe environment for and a peaceful environment. I mean, if you think about the Middle East, like, yeah, there, we had war going on, but elsewhere throughout the world, there wasn't you know, near the attacks and uh, whatnot going on. So there is that. But also here at home, we've got, you know, a lot of homeless. We've got a lot of uh, things that I think we could be working on. So I do agree with that, that, you know, we need to be focusing here at home. Uh, I think the infrastructure thing was was a good idea. I think that bill got fucking loaded up with a bunch of shit. But it was, I think it's something that we definitely definitely needed to look at because, I remember years ago them saying our bridges were like fucking borderline, like getting ready to collapse. Um, So I'd say working on shit at home and Jesus, I don't know. There's so many different things that we could be working on. Um, Right. I know it was like just three. Hold on. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that last one is such a tough one, but I think going back to financials to me, like getting our financials under order, because right now we're going to at a certain point, we're we're cashing checks that we, you know, what I mean, we're we're writing checks that we can't cash. Like we're just like throwing money and shit out there. And at a certain point, the rest of the world's going to be like, get fucked. And at that point, Mm -hmm. then we're, you know, then we're we're in a even shittier spot. So. If we lose credibility with the world market, then we're fucked. Like, economically, if the government is not run like a business, 
the government has the ability to spend without remorse. If the government was a business right now, it would be bankrupt every single year. Um, all right. Uh, I actually, as we were going through this, I came up with a couple of questions and then I'll kind of add, add to them when, when I finish going through them. All right. Are we going to hear um, your perspective? You, we will. Yeah. That's I'm, okay. I'm going to respond to them. All right. Here's another one for another uh, size one. queen. Uh, what do you think, or how do you think, uh, th- what is your impression of how we handled Afghanistan? Uh, I don't think we ever should have been over there doing all the shit we did. I think we've handled it poorly for, what, 20 years, I think? 20, 20 years, okay. isn't it, Ben? It's been 20 years. What do, what do you remember? Why did we go over there? Um, I don't actually, I honestly do not remember exactly why we went over there. It was Bush Sr., wasn't it, originally? No. Bush. Um, it was Bush Jr. Oh, Bush Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that because this wasn't the weapons of mass destruction? Was it? No. No. What was this? I don't remember why. I was uh, young. Let's be honest. We all were. It was, it was the so Taliban. We, it was the Taliban harbor. were harboring Bin Laden, and Bin Laden was the mastermind behind nine eleven. Oh yes, yes, yes. So we we asked the Taliban, who's the, the Taliban hasn't always had this crazy bad uh, moniker that it's had. Uh, in the in the, the Taliban 70s, we created, uh, we helped create them. Yes, yeah. uh, we we funded them in under they Reagan. The uh, they when they fought yeah. the Russians and then they came to power. But it, it as in yeah, some, it was different. It wasn't what it is now. Yeah, yeah. They they were they were an independent nation. I mean, prior to the Russians invading the 1970s, they they could have Afghanistan could have been considered a Western world. It was uh, a as you see with a lot of things, power and political power, it, it, it goes to people's heads. Um, so th- that's that's kind of that goes there. So, but the reason why I went over to Afghanistan is because they were harboring terrorists, and they would not relinquish. They knew where Osama bin Laden was. They they would not give him up. So mm-hmm. they were becoming a harbor for terrorism around the world and a hotbed. So we said, nah, we're we're not going to accept that. So we decided to come in, and and that was the original goal. The original goal was to Find dismantle the well, no, well, dismantle ter- the terrorist yeah. network. Part of that yeah. was Osama bin Laden, and then it was also to create uh, a a a place where we could influence democracy or or try to stand up democratic policies but that's not going to work in a culture that doesn't believe in that correct they are they are we decided very, to go in and force our political thought process on how somebody else should run their country on it's them, not right not necessarily just the political thought process there's it's there's a lot more to it it's not a black and white issue no it's, not by any means but i'm just saying yeah it's i mean you could you could say that there's plenty of it, just seeing what's going on now, there's plenty of things in Afghanistan that are reverting back to basically the 8th century, the 9th century. It is a patriarchy where women are property. Women are are treated... It, it is arguably the worst place in the world to be a woman right now. I'd believe that. Um, that being said, uh, Bizzle, what was your impression or of the handling of of recent I'll, I'll change that so let me let me go back to to ice queen the recent the pullout how do you think we handled that situation regardless <laughs> of why we went in there 
how do you feel that we handled the 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 the, the removal of troops? Um, I don't. I think it definitely could have been done better, but it's something that we've been saying we're going to do for twelve years, and we finally did it. Yeah, I'm just going to so, say it was the worst pullout I've ever seen since Octomom. Like that's how bad the pullout game was. If if you, uh, uh, we'll 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 get back to that later. So Bizzle, what was your opinion? How did you? How do you? What do you think? He just said it was the worst pullout since. Okay, so that, that's that's straight up. That's it. All right, that, that's I'm my gonna, answer. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I don't know if you have more to say about it, but that's pretty self-explanatory to me that you think it was pretty fucked up. I mean, yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is, it's tough to see eighty-five billion dollars worth of U.S. equipment being left, and I'm talking military equipment as well, like in that eighty-five billion. Including our Black Hawk helicopters, which someone was just hung from in the middle of Kabul. Like, that's pretty. That is, that is, it may have been debunked. Uh, They were trying to put a flag on top of a building, and that was their best method of doing it. (laughs) Okay. Never mind. That's, it's either they was, it was somebody being hung from a helicopter being flown around Kabul, or it was somebody. Or just a joyride trying to put up a flag. Trying to put a flag on top of a building. One's hilarious, but still fucked up because that's, you know, a Black Hawk that could have been flown out of country. And the other one. OSHA standards. Yeah. OSHA standards. (laughs) They don't, they don't exist. Uh, Jesus. But yeah. No, I mean, like I said, that, that, it's just. I believe the the statistic I just saw they have the fifth largest like air wing now as far as helicopters with our Blackhawks. That's fucking insane. We literally handed the Taliban like here you go, just have have weapons of war. You know what I mean? And it just makes no sense to me. Like we okay, I get I get leaving some of the ground. We knew we were doing I don't understand yeah. it either. Like we knew we were doing this. Why if, did we do it the way we did it? Exactly. And not only that, I mean Everyone I've talked to that has military experience, including, you know, family members and close friends, they're like, no, dude, you, you like fucking, if you can't take your shit out, you destroy it. Like, especially blow it up. Yeah. Like you don't leave, you know, fucking your shit out there, your tech that they can, you know, go, go back on or just use. You don't leave your shit laying around like that and just say, oh, well, fuck it. And we did that, which is just, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, one one last question that I'm going to go into. Ice Queen, you yes. said America is not the greatest country on the planet. Name one country that's better, and why. I don't know that I think a lot of countries are necessarily better or worse per se, but like, I think that. As a whole, we have this thought process that we are the best country out there. And at one point, I think we were. We stood for a lot of things that were amazing things. And we were trying to be this country that, you know, was free and land of the free and home of the brave. And, you know, anybody could come here. And, you know, we were the melting pot. And now we're not that. I mean, even Bizzle talking about, you know border was one of the things that he said that you know needs some reform and part of that is because it's so hard to get here in some ways but that's not what we were and again like even our military we 
oh, we need to be the biggest power. We need to be the scariest. We need to have more weapons of mass destruction than other countries because then they could scare us. You know, like we're the biggest bully on the block. That's what we are. So based uh, kind of a follow up with that is where when when do you think we went wrong? Because you said we used I to mean, be. I mean, probably originally when we stole this country from other people and then said it was ours. But like, so, I, I mean, before, there's a specific that, I mean, that's down. kind of like hard to say because that's right. like, okay, we were the best country before we were a country. Well, I know I'm being facetious, but I mean, everything we've always done is based on going to take something that doesn't belong to us and make it ours. We're going to go into another country and tell them how they're not doing what they should do right. They should do it like we do, but we don't know what we're doing here. Our country has starving people and our country has, you know, people I mean, who can't get health care and people who can, you know, like we're not doing it right here. How can we go into another country and tell them to do it better? Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we clearly, there, there there's a contrast between uh, the Ice Queen and, and Bizzle. There's a, there's a lot of hard lines in there. Um, myself, do I think America is the greatest country on the planet? I do. I don't think it is. I don't think there is a single country out there that you have the ability to be, to say what you want, to do what you want, to become what you want. There is not another country in the world where you could be placed into with nothing and come up with as much as you can with hard work and effort. There's, there's a lot of regulations, but there's a lot of things that help those who are disenfranchised come up. The, 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 if you're the, the right color and, and sex, yeah. I mean, that's debatable as well. I will say this much. I mean, there's I mean, a just, lot of just going through there's Chicago. There's a lot of debate on that. Well, yeah, just going through Chicago. I don't know how many times I like back when cabs were a thing and then Uber kind of took over. But back when cabs were a thing, I hopped in a cab and the guy was a Somali and he was a Somalian that had a US, you know, American flag like hanging and he was. It was a little drive, so we got to talk to him. And the guy was cool as hell. And he basically said he like escaped a really, really fucked up situation to come over here. Came here with like nothing, and he now like you know him. He has a wife, and like basically like it really is the American dream. And I'm like, he was a cab driver, but you like if you were to talk to that guy, he was like the richest guy in the world. Like he was just so happy to be here. And like that's the thing too. I think a lot of people don't see immigrants that come here and the especially if they came from you know nothing or elsewhere where it's tough living and then they come here and i think people a lot of americans that are born here we see things that you know they just we either disagree with just uh you know personal personal belief or whatever and we're like wow our country sucks and it's like no have you seen what it's like over here like as you know ice queen you as a woman like doc has a good point i mean if you were over in Afghanistan right now and like oh yeah it would suck donkey dick right oh I mean you literally cover up stay inside you can't learn you can't have health care like there's a lot you can't leave your home unless you have a man with you I know I know how it works I I mean it's very I mean I've had I've had Pakistani refugees that lived with my family growing up yeah and they escaped from that when it was happening so I 100% understand it with with that I'm not saying it's right I also feel like we pushed them back to that in some ways Afghanistan as a country we went over there and tried to tell them what to do when they were doing okay in prior, some ways prior, prior to the, the 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 rise of the Taliban and prior, prior to that they were on par in the 1970s yes. uh, late 60s 70s on par with the western world so we right. we were and actually we empowered the Taliban and let them back in 
because we were fighting the communist regime. Now, what is what value does Afghanistan hold? Like, do you like? Is there is did we take? Does Taliban or does Afghanistan have oil reserves? I don't believe really. No. What do you know of any type of value that Afghanistan holds? Why is why are all these countries? Why has it been the the? It had a moniker of, you know, it's where like empires died in Afghanistan. The USSR died, but like in in Afghanistan. Why do you, what is so valuable about it? I don't know. There's, it's it, strategically, it's the, the, where I mean, it it's is. it's centralized, yeah. It's centralized in the Middle East. It's, it's by some of our largest enemies or, or, or you know, and some of our allies. Uh, it's also the, it, it's, it has about $8 trillion worth of lithium in its mouth. Oh, it's lithium, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, we left. We didn't take any of that stuff. Like it. So the the, the argument of <laughs> we you know, didn't we take were, any. We didn't take our own stuff. Why are we going to take? Yeah. Their so stuff? The, the, you, made a, <laughs> you made an argument earlier of that we go in there and we take that. That argument could be made for Iraq because of their oil, but mm-hmm. there's really nothing we took from Afghanistan. Um, Other they, than they, their ability to run their own country. We, I mean, the, the under under a pa- or a, a patriarchal. I mean, we rule. did it in Iraq too. The, we did the they, exact same thing. No, no, Here, come had, in. Do our government. Had, do our government. It they, works. They had a government that was brought up in a somewhat the same thing. <clears throat> Iraq was the same way in the 1970s. It it lost power when um it it, it, it went the same way as what was it? Uh, Cuba went the same way. As soon as you got a dictator in power, they slowly took and took and took power away from the people and became a dictator. And that's mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened with the Taliban. They they they. They have a very strict reading of uh, the the Quran, and mm-hmm. as well as they are very strict followers of the Hadith. Do you know what the Hadith is, by the way? Not many people do. I couldn't tell you specifically. Okay, so the Hadith is actually the follow-on to the Quran. So mm-hmm. the Quran is a, a book that was um, written in the seventh, sixth, uh, seventh century by the Prophet Muhammad and his followers. It was put together. And, and then the Hadith follows his, his life until his death. And basically, a lot of the teachings in, in the Quran are contradicted in the Hadith. And in the Hadith, he basically says, don't follow what I said earlier. Follow what I said now. And the Hadith is a very, very strict. Like, it's kind of like... Is that the one um, with the Sharia law or no? It's part of it, okay. But it's it's very it's the the follow on. It's like it's kind of like how you the the Bible has the the Old Testament and then the New Testament. So the Bible, like the Old Testament, the followers of the Old Testament are, are you know Jews, and the Jews they believe Jesus was a person, but they don't believe he was the savior like they most Christians he was a do. Yes, so they they only go so far. So a lot of a lot of uh, uh, of Muslims will follow the Quran, like the Old Testament. But then you have people that follow Christian Christianity, which is the New Testament. And then there's this, the same thing can be said about most religions. As like Islam is the same. You follow the Quran, you follow the Hadith. So it, it creates this, you know, kind of um, off branch of mm-hmm. it. So it's 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 this this you know singular sect. sect of, yes. Yeah. So there, that's part of it. So by by blanket stating that um, you know we went in there and we tried to install a government and do these things is is accurate, but it leaves out a lot. 
Of course it does. I'm not saying that I stated all of it, but at yeah. the same time, like us going into, like you said earlier, another country with different belief systems, with different thought processes, with different just socio norms, even because so- of the way that they are. And then we try and say that, you know, you should run your government this way. What we, they should let, we should let them do it themselves. They need to, if you're never setting up somebody for success, if you just go in and tell them what to do. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, here's a tidbit. Uh, what do you know what the, take a guess at the, uh, I don't know the exact number, but I know a roundabout. What is the average age of someone living in Afghanistan? 35. 19. The interesting part is the, the majority of that population has no idea what it's like to live under Taliban rule. Of course not. So uh, if if you had actually, I, I never got to go to uh, outside in the, the city of Kabul, but I did get to go to the airport at one point in time. Um, if you saw that city, it 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 was very it was becoming very Western. I mean, you had in recent days. Where is this? Uh, Kabul. Kabul. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, so it's it's northeastern Afghanistan. Uh, there further down south and west, it's it's a very tribal like it's a very tribal country, um, and it's it's a lot. The concepts of what America has of of what is out there is the the general public is very wrong. In the military, we had to go through chain, tra- cultural trainings to kind of understand how to relate to to uh, you know foreign nationals in different countries, uh, like going around the world. Uh, like I've been to. Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to uh, uh, Kuwait. Japan. I've been to uh, Japan, Philippines, Thailand. I've been to all of these different countries. So I have a different view of of the world than a lot of people who have never traveled. I mean, to, to for somebody, it's kind of. Uh, I don't know if you've. I, I, I'm tr- saying this. I don't know if you've traveled outside the country, but it's it's kind of it's kind of wrong for somebody who who's it lives in America. And has never been outside of the country to see how other countries live to to basically say that America sucks. I mean, if America was that bad, would you have hundreds of thousands of people a month walking thousands of miles to the border for a chance to get into this country? There are no other countries on this planet that have that problem. Well, it's partially because we're supposed to be this great country that gives you all these freedoms. But once they get here, they don't necessarily have them. Okay. Um, so we what, were that great country. What do I currently, so we'll go back to the, the we kind of went on the greatest country. I, I put my, I chose to, to enlist. I volunteered in, in the Marine Corps. So I chose to defend this country. Do do, what do I think of the current state of America? I would not enlist in this current state. I would not defend what this country stands for these days. Uh, I, I, at, but yet at you points, still think it is the greatest country. I, I, I don't think I, that's, that's interesting. Like, I don't a, think there's a better country. But I would not, in the current state, I don't think it's it's really worth defending. Um, I think that uh, America is is extremely divided. I think that it has become extremely polarized, and it's not just it's not just politics. It's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I think I think in the last fifteen or twenty years, race relations have gone out the window. I think geopolitically, we've gone out the window. I think economically, we've gone out the window. I would say, like, you know, before I was born, like before I was born, like say the eighties. I think the eighties were probably some of the most beginning of some of the most prosperous times uh, of 
of the country. I think maybe in the mid '90s it started to really go downhill. Uh, but I think I think throughout that time, uh, I think the '80s, somewhere in the '80s, I'd say the turning point was of when the country started getting to a worse place. I think we were very uh, broad. race at that time. I'm not going to say I'm going to say that race at the time was not the greatest. Race relations were not the greatest. We, but I think as a country and and that that we, if we had focused on just that would have been a good thing. Like, hey, let's let's make things better. Uh, uh, relations with each other. I think we've become more divided uh, than ever. And that's kind of where I think um, I can jump, go into the the next question is what are the three things that I think America could do better? Uh, Mm -hmm. The first thing that I think America can do better is I think that America should be able to remove power from its politicians by term limitations. I think that if, if you are only allowed to be a president for eight years, I think um, you know, a Senate, you, a Senator, you should be able to have two terms. It's that's a decade. That's 12 years of being a Senator in, 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 at the highest level. If you can't make a difference in a decade plus, you got to get the hell out. Um, and then it would be three. So terms. you're saying in other positions, not, not because president is limited, but in other Every, political there, positions, there is no limit to the length of time that you can spend in a political office other, other than, than president. the president. Okay. I was just making sure I understood what you said. That's so, I, I agree with that. And I think I think to to make it fair, it's it's twelve years in as a senator. It's it if you do two terms because I don't think you can get much done in one term. Um, I think as a as a House of Representatives, you should be able to sit sit in for three terms, which is twelve years as well. If you can't progress to that, I mean, if you think about it, the average person. Uh, if they if they work this path, if if it's done by a, a career moniker, that's 24 years in politics before you get to the presidency, right? So if you got all the way up there, you have 32 years in in politics, and that it and you shouldn't. I mean, it's not to say that you can't. I, I would limit the ability to get into the House of Representatives at, at some point, but I'm saying if you do local elections and you do all mm-hmm. that stuff you can have a career in politics that way right. i don't think somebody should step up to the stage right away i mean in some cases it's okay we've we've got good uh good representatives in the house we've got good representatives in the senate from both sides uh, both politically and independence in there i think it's you get to this point where power corrupts and i think we all can agree on that that if you are in a position for long enough power will go to your head because there's nobody really challenging you especially if there's no way to challenge it politicians I mean, that's are probably the most accurate statement for us as a country politicians are power goes to your head and then yeah. you just start to do whatever you want politician and this is i mean i i'm going to avoid some of the things that I could go into that with. But as, as, as the country, we have a president who spent 50 years into politics. He spent almost 50 years in politics. And it's, it's insane that, that he has never held a real job outside of politics. He has literally lived off the American taxpayer, his entire career. And that's insane to me that not to say that there are politicians out there who aren't doing good with long careers in politics. But I don't think at some level, like there's a lot of people who are blaming, oh, the president's this, that and the other thing. It's not the president. The president doesn't isn't the end all be all. The The president has an influence. He he is a placeholder. Right. There are there are people underneath it. So I think that's number one. I think that we should limit political office. Number two, economically, I think we need to regain 
we need to go back to energy independence. Agreed. I think as as a country, if you look around strategically, uh, a lot of the national parks in America are set on top of huge oil reserves. There's a reason for that. We have some of the largest oil reserves in the world that we don't tap into for a reason. Because at the time of the, the founding of these national parks, there was no other alternative energy source that we could think of. So we did that. But as as technology improves, this oil and these other products that we got to, we found ways to get them out and do them. I think that, that the, the, the removal of the pipelines was a bad idea because now we're trucking and we're using trains to ship oil from Canada down. And the carbon emissions on that alone is ridiculous. So it's it's kind of a, a catch-22. You want to be greener, but you don't want to be greener. You're, you're forcing us to go different ways. It, it, in reality, the, the free market, it, as, as oil becomes scarce and the, the cost of it becomes higher and higher, which it inevitably will do, the free market will come up with alternatives. Tesla is a prime example of that. So Tesla is there. So I think I think energy independence will force us because we're not going to be able to import and the, the, the increased stuff. Um, the the third thing is um, oh, that was that would be a third that would be the tough one that I forgot what I was going to say for that one. Um, more, I think right now. Stuff? <laughs> no, I think I think I would go with uh, immigration reform on that, or actually maybe uh, maybe maybe Trump had it on the head. Uh, like, let's worry about us more. Uh, as a as a president, um, he didn't remove us from Afghanistan, but he removed us and he downsized our troop presence in a lot of other countries because he put his policies primarily put America first. If we were sending troops overseas, if we were doing things, sending money overseas, he questions, why are we doing this? And it's it's so wrong to think like, like a, a president that questioned why when we have problems at home and things that we can take care of, why are we sending all this aid to other countries? And he was the bad guy. There was one point where the U.S. was number one on the foreign aid like foreign aid money per year given out we were number one numbers two through the next basically two through 13 the next 12 people the next 12 countries on the list which were all you know didn't even total what we did right correct yeah we we sent more foreign aid than the next 12 fucking countries that were combined yeah yeah, germany france uh uk like big fucking you know like nope we still were sending out more. I mean, not me. big countries when you think about size. Uh, yeah, but, you know, economically. economically but, GDP, I mean, even yes. economically, <laughs> they're still larger because they've got larger econo- uh, economies. Um, now, I did. I think that's ahead. fair. I, no, I was going to say one thing I do think that if when you were talking about the first thing you would do would be to limit terms. I think that pay should also be limited. Uh, that's, that's another thing that I've, I've said. I think. I think you, know, you shouldn't be paid should more than make. the median income yes. of your state. I've been I wouldn't even go to with that. I would say for senators. Yes. For the state, uh, for a representative, a House of Representatives, it's for their constituents. So I would I would right, for their uh, county or whatever. Yeah, I would say I would say I would I'm with you on that. This is something that I've I've said for a long time. But the first step is you've got to be able to go there. You know what? Let me let me change one one thing. I think a someone in political office should not be allowed to uh, uh, 
vote for something and then have themselves ex- ex- excluded Profit, from right? it. No, excluded oh, yeah. from it. So you make a law that says this, that, and the other thing. Like when they passed, when when Obamacare was passed, they excluded the federal government from it. They had their own health care and insurance plan that did not go under what they passed. They get to vote their own their own wages increased. And like if I got to vote for my, I mean, all of us, if we got to vote for our, our paying thousand percent, fuck it, let's do it. What? Yeah. Why the hell not? Um, so I think, I think you've got so many people it, it, arguing over the federal minimum wage being raised. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. And then, the, and yet they give themselves a, a raise every single year. So right. I think it's, I think the hypocrisy is there. I think, you know what? The other one that I was going to do is, is I'm going to go for more but is, stuff. Um, no, that's way down the list. I think that, um, I think that media left, right, center should be accountable for the things that they say and the things that they do. I think that uh, there are so many people masquerading around as reporters that are opinion, they're opinionists. They have their own opinion on things. Yeah, you don't have to prove your facts anymore. And that is a problem because, and then you just apologize so later, much. but it's on the last page of yes. the newspaper, not the I, front I th- page where you. Put I the- think that should be there, and having independent uh, uh, fact checkers looking at things when they're not independent, it's it's. I think that's. I think it's crap. I think the media, everybody, is fucked on this. Independent media, YouTubers, things like that. That's oh yeah. Different. I mean, how many times? Well, but even on like right now, they're policing Facebook to the point where. Something I posted seven years ago, I got a ping for the other yeah. day. What the heck? Yeah, and and that's it's ridiculous on, on the sucked. level of what they're doing. So I've gotten I've gotten banned already once. So there's I mean there's I I, I know I I went more than three on that one, but I, I think I think we kind of touched yeah, on it. Those are those are solid. All right. Um, What's the next question? How do you think uh, the pullout went? <laughs> Afghanistan in general. Um, I think everybody from, I think Biden, I think uh, Harris, I think the uh, Joint Chief of Staff, I think everybody should be fired. I think everyone should be fired. Two years ago or a year ago, it was during COVID, a Marine unit lost two rifles, two rifles, about $2,500 worth of gear, maybe $3,000 worth of gear. They held hundreds of people without being able to do it on leave, without anything. And this, this is the standard that the Marine Corps would live by. You lost a rifle, you're, you, you, nope, you're done. Things are, things are horrible. Yet we left $85 billion. We left, they, they actually have, uh, Bizzle, I think you were wrong. It's not just the, they have the fifth largest military now. A, 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 a group of individuals that six years ago, under Barack Obama, were considered a terrorist organization, have the fifth largest military now. And it's ridiculous. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny because they have no idea how bad some of that shit is. They the, Afghanistan doesn't have oil. And this is this is kind of funny because they're gonna not have enough oil to actually run half those vehicles because they are terribly inefficient. Um, but Blackhawks, they have more Blackhawks than you know, most of the Western world, they have more, they have, they have C-130s, they have 64,000 machine guns, they have 350,000 uh, small arms, what, they have 75,000 trucks, 
this is it's it's the accountability of that alone. Everybody should be fired. It, it's, there is it's crazy. He called it a retrograde. He said it was a retrograde from Afghanistan. That's not a fucking retrograde. That was let's leave the shit and get the fuck out. That's what's crazy to me. It's not like we didn't know it was coming. You know what I mean? Like I get if you get over. I mean, technically, what we for twelve years we've been saying we're going to pull out of Afghanistan. Yeah, Bar- Barack Obama said, "I'm we're, we're done. We're done." He listened to his military advisors, but like decided, you know what? Maybe not. Um, he he did he did some troop down downsizing and then Trump, Trump was the like, same thing we're, we're going to do this and then he's like eh, maybe not uh, and we did some troop downsizing and we got to a manageable force there was twenty five hundred individuals there that basically kept the country stable twenty five hundred individuals that were able to support an Afghan an ANA army that was roughly two hundred thousand like I mean guaranteed some of them were too busy smoking fucking hash to know what the hell was going on but they still had people there right he didn't miss it either either his either biden decided i'm doing this this is what we're going to do i don't care what anybody tells me or his military advisors were yes man and didn't stand up and be like this is a bad idea Uh, like or even if we're going to do it why didn't we Take the equipment or, like you said, disable it or whatever. Okay, the Blackhawks. You're telling me we didn't have pilots. We couldn't have flown them over to Kuwait or one of our friendly, fuck, you know, allies. We we, we could have done that. We could have done that. Uh, Most of that stuff came over on C5 Galaxies because of the the range of everything. Is that that new Samsung phone? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, something like that. It's that new phone. Way bigger. Yeah. Way well, yeah, bigger. but like like you're saying, if all those those large planes and everything were left there too, like load C- them up, yeah, C-130s fly a couple of them out. C-130s aren't that big. You can't really fit. In, you could fit maybe a Humvee on a C-130. Oh, okay. uh, a, C- a C-5 Galaxy, you could fit. I think you can fit five tanks on it. So it's and you could fit two CH-53s if I'm not mistaken. Maybe four, uh, two to well, four but somewhere like, in there. But like. Like Biz said, they could have been flown out of the country to a, another country a, a at the very least for now. Yeah. A or, retro like you grain. said, fucking destroy them. Make them inoperable if you're I really mean, going to leave stuff there. If yeah, like it, there's it, no it, way to get it out in time. I mean, yeah, for a jab at the, the Democratic Party, apparently money means nothing to them anyways with the way they're spending it. So what's another $85 billion left in Afghanistan, right? I mean, I just... I'll be really pissed when all of a sudden we need to fund more military shit here soon. And I'll be like, there, oh, no, I mean, no, 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 no. We're not doing there, that. There you go. You, you know, you, what happened to the $85 million that was left over there? But billion. it's a, a retrograde. Billion. The retrograde, the idea of a retrograde is you bring everything you brought back. All right. This is going to be a bad uh, analogy. But like when I go to Vegas, right, and I get fucked up out of my mind in Vegas for four days I know I'm leaving Vegas on that fourth day, right? I don't just leave my shit in the hotel and leave all my money and chips and stuff and be like, oh, well, fuck it. I went home because that's my shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got to get it out. Let alone if I had someone that fucking hated me and was like, hey, I'm going to steal your shit and come after you, you know, potentially come after you. I'm definitely not leaving my shit to give them more money to come find my ass or leave IDs around. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's absolutely insane to me the fuck. It's just a giant fuck Le- up. Logistically, it didn't make sense. We we gave up Bastion. We we gave up a military base with multiple runways. I just don't understand. Like you to said, to go to we Kabul, we, we were had doing one it, runway, and we didn't one, one runway. And why why didn't you? If you said, "Oh, we're going to stick to the Trump timeline," now now mind you, my opinion on on President Biden's 
he has stuck to absolutely nothing that President Trump stuck to. Everything that he did, he's like, executive order out, like every president does. Nope, I don't like this. Nope, I don't like this. Nope, I don't like this. Why was this the only thing that he stuck to? Why was why was this the most important thing that he stuck to? And, and if the military advisors told him, don't fucking do this, this is a horrible idea. Like, it just goes to show you that everybody down was a yes man. Hey, we need to have uh, this. Well, sir, we can't get, we, we need to get our gear out. No, nah, no, no, we, we, you know, we can just, we can just leave that there. Who the fuck says no to that? Like, who's like, no, we, we definitely can't have some of our most high-tech military equipment fall into, you know, a, a, a organization that's going to sell it to the highest bidder and sell off all of our technology. His son, Hunter Biden, conspiracy theorist, whatever, he had connections for selling military to companies that were selling military technology to China. Now that now that cut out the middleman, the, the Taliban's just going to fucking do it for him. It, it's 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 asinine. Um, but, but I, I we have one more question <laughs> that uh, it was. Um, where, where do we, no, I, I fucking remembered it. it was, where did it go wrong? Um, where did we go wrong? I already covered that one. What, what a better country. Well, you asked, you asked originally what we thought of Afghanistan as a whole. And then you asked of the pullout. Okay. I, there was one. So you caveat. kind of tied those. There was a caveat that, or another question that I, I, I remembered asking you that I can't remember right now. Um, I just, I, I honestly, I, and mind you, oh, you I asked me to name a better country, but that might've, that's kind of, because you think, yeah. I, I think I think America needs a fucking check. Uh, I need I think I honestly most people are against this. I think I think every American should have to do two years of public service or, or military service of some kind because it gives you an idea. Like I, you don't have an understanding of what other countries have to deal with until you can go to a third world country and you can watch somebody sweep their dirt floor and be happy. And you don't care if the Wi-Fi is out. You like right. like this is the the the, the term that was uh, mid two thousands was what was it? Uh, 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 first world problems. That was that that irked me to the core because it's just it's just so crazy that how many Americans have do have, they have no idea how good we have it. There is there is a saying, and I'm I've I've talked talked to Bizzle with this. Um, the saying is, I can't remember who originally came up with it, but it's good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Bad times create strong men. Strong men create good times. This is an 80-year cycle. It's it's 80 years because it's two generations removed. So that first generation that goes through all these crazy things, they they pass on. It's still in touch with them of what the struggle really was to obtain what they have today. The generation, the grandkids of that generation hear a little bit about it, but it's not real to them anymore. No, they're just so pissed by that, off that they got fucking milk instead of soy milk in their macchiato. So so th- this is this is why I go with this. So it is it is 2021. Uh, so it was it, so it's 2021. Go back 80 years, Ice Queen. What happened 80 years ago? 80 years ago would have been, what, the 40s? Correct. Uh, wasn't that the Great Depression? Uh, it was coming no. out of the Great Depression, but World War II. We were just II. like coming out of it, right? World War II. And World War II. What happened 80 years before that? The Civil War. 1860s, Civil War. Bingo. What happened 80 years before that? 
The Revolutionary War. Revolutionary War. What happened 80 years before that? 1700. Every Spanish fucking, Inquisition. Every fucking country in Europe was at war with each Wasn't other. Wasn't it Spanish-American War? There were plenty of wars going on during that time. If you look, if you look up like list of wars from 1700 to 1715, every fucking country that existed. Huh. I was, was way off on that one. That was 1898. <laughs> so the, the the reason why I bring this up is it it it, ha, it holds some truth to it is the fact that I grew up with a grandfather that served in World War II. Yep, a, I have a two kid, of them. A kid that was born, and I'm I'm considered a millennial. Right. So yep, if we all are millennials, but even the, me, what, the bottom end of the millennial is what, 24 years old right now. Something like that. It's crazy. The odds of a 24 year old having a grandfather that served in World War Two is very it's possible, but it's not as likely as somebody in their 30s, 30s to 40s having it. So it's it's we're 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 so out of touch with where we came from. And I know there's going to be the argument that the last somebody's going to say that die recently. There's no. still there's still plenty I, American. Alive. No, there's still plenty no. alive. My there's grandpa's still, still alive. Maybe so no. it might have been a World War One vet because uh, we're uh, maybe over a hundred years for that. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, my grandpa's still alive, so no. So, so there's there's it's it's this idea like I just I can't I can't stomach the fact that like I I. I went to a boot camp or not boot camp right after boot camp. I went to a class and I was asked, I was like, or uh, the, the instructor comes in front of the class says, you are the weakest generation in human history. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, nope. I like, I put up a fight to that. Like I was like, we were, yeah. we were wrong. No, no, no. And that, that's right. Like we, we, at that point in time, we were, we were the weakest. I was part of the weakest generation in human history. I did the exact same thing 10 years later. 10 years later, as an instructor, I went into a classroom and I said, you are the part of the weakest generation in human history. Not a single person tried to contradict me. Not a single person. That just goes to show that, yep, yeah, well, you know, he's probably right. We, we, I'm just going to roll over and accept the fact. I'm not even going to fight for it. We're so out of touch. We've or lost. there just weren't any assholes in that class. <laughs> no, it wasn't I'm just me. by assholes. It. But it's, it's, it's. I have a different view. I come from, I have a different perspective. Like I, I served the country. I volunteered to do it. I mean, my, there are plenty of us out there. There are still kids today who are volunteering. There are kids, there are kids who died in Afghanistan that enlisted after 9-11. They, they didn't even know what that was. They were fighting a war or a quote unquote war. You can't even call it a never ending war because if you do, then World War II is a never ending war. Then, then Korea was a never-ending war because we still have troops strategically placed around the world for a reason. We don't have that in, anymore. Yeah. If we have to go in back into Afghanistan now, we are fucked. We are absolutely fucked as a nation because we are going to be fighting a Taliban that is armed, that is the fifth largest military in the world now because we gave it to them. I think, I think there's a plenty of things that we need to change as a country, as individuals in this country need to look back, learn some history. And I was going to say this history is, is the, the winner's tale. Is it 100% accurate? Probably no, not. Absolutely are there not. Skews to it? Are there skews to it? No, there are. Yes, there are skews to it. Yeah, are there untold them. stories? Yes, but Learn some history because people who don't learn history are Holocaust deniers. People who ignore things well, that are there. Huh? I mean, I was going to say the 
I would, that had nothing to do. I just picked a poorly timed moment. I was going <laughs> to say, when you're talking Random about history, over here. I was going to say, you're doomed to repeat it if you don't learn history, you know? Like, those that don't yes. follow history are doomed to repeat it. If I mean, there are good parts of history and there are bad parts of history. Like, history includes the, the overturning of some of the most powerful leaders and nations in the world because they got too powerful. The USSR, perfect example. Mr. They got Gorbachev, tear down, tear down this wall. wall, motherfucker. I think that's uh, how it went. There are, there, there are so, yeah, with the emphasis on the motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, but who's the biggest bully on the block now? Not us anymore. I mean, who was it? I mean, we're still, we may not be fifth, but we're still bigger than some. We're, we're top three, but we are no longer there. Uh, the, I would say that China is the largest bully. They have an economic stranglehold over the Western world because they produce anything and everything we all use for everything. Chip shortages, they have they have control. They 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 controlled the raw ingredients that created most of our medications. There were medication shortages during COVID because of the uh, the the embargoes placed by Trump. I mean, no president is infallible. Like every every person, nobody is perfect. What there, I think there are, yeah. I think to go with uh, that whole bully thing, you, I, I personally don't look at it as bullying. I, I look at it like Teddy Roosevelt did. You know, you walk tall and carry a big stick. Like, you just be yourself. Like, people know not to fuck with you for a reason, and it's good not to get fucked with. Like. Yeah, can you snap? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's there's an extent, but I also think we've gone and poked a lot of bears. That's all I meant by it. Also, like, yes, fair. I agree. Like, we're we're badasses, and we, but we're also conceited badasses who, for a long time, have thought our shit doesn't stink. I, I can we're agree out there with that. slinging I, shit. I can agree with that, but I also, um, I also don't agree with the statement of, you know, we we picked these fights. A lot of Not times, all of them. a lot no. of times, it was it, in most recent years. It has been the UN basically saying, "Hey, as a as a group of people, this is not good. We're gonna do something about it." And then it's America coming to the rescue. But it was uh, was it Roosevelt who basically said, "We will be the world's police force." So we we actually signed up for. We volunteered ourselves. One of the, the, yeah, our, and we shouldn't have. That's part of where we fucked ourselves was being too worried about other people's business. I, I don't disagree with you on on that, but I I do. I want to end it with. I, I want to end this with one one statement of the fact that just because we left, we said we are no longer fighting after twenty years, does not mean that the Taliban is done fighting us, and that is something oh, yeah. that is going to come to. A, a realization sooner or later, there is going to be another, another event that is going to prove that they were not done fighting us. They were saying death to America as in a CNN reporter said, it's oddly, oddly calm as they're saying it. She's, I, I missed the quote up terribly the day before she was walking around in Western clothes that day. She was wearing a hijab. So, with all of that being said, sorry about your feelings. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew.